understand the next time you play your family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Welcome to the very first episode of Meet Us at Molly's. It is the first One Chicago podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts. My name is Gina. I'm right here with my co-host, Bryna. Say hello. Hi, Hi, everybody. How's it going? And Ashley. Ashley. Hi. Ashley. Hi. 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 Yay. So, yeah, this is the... (laughs) this is our very first episode and we are so excited so excited to be here um basically the reason we started this podcast was because the three of us actually met through the chicago shows um via twitter actually and we love the show so much and we would talk about the shows after they aired of course but we noticed that there was no there was no central spot for everybody to come together and talk after the episodes or to share theories or throw things around so we finally decided you know why don't we create this podcast come together and it can be a spot for everybody to talk about the shows that we love so much um you know you can really have so many group texts and so many tweets going back and forth before it's time to kind of centralize that so we kind of wanted to take the first segment to kind of let you get to know or let you guys get to know us. So we'll just jump right into that. So, Brenda, I'm going to start with you. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us, you know, your name, where you're from. How did you get involved with the franchise? Yeah. So like Gina said, I'm Bryna. I'm 22. I currently live in the DMV area and I write about television and sports. Um, so I started watching One Chicago Franchise last summer, so summer 2016, um, and kind of one of the reasons I started watching was because I'd heard all about this franchise and how they shared a universe, and that's one of the things I was really most curious about, because often in series with a shared universe, you see kind of one significant crossover, maybe even per season, maybe not much more than that, but with One Chicago, it constantly crosses over, and that was something I was really intrigued to see how they do it. Um, and so last year I started watching it and I binged it pretty quickly and from there. And so Gina, that's actually how we met was from me watching Chicago Fire and all that stuff. And we would talk about it on Twitter. And so, yeah, now here we are a year later and I still love them just as much. Has it really been a year? It's been more than a year. It's been like a little over a year because I started it Memorial Day weekend last year. Oh my God, time flies. I that's know. That's insane. Oh, that's crazy. Ashley, how about you? I started when I found out Sophia was on PD, and that's how I started watching it. And then I watched Fire, and then I got into Med, and I'm addicted. That's that's usually how it goes, yeah. And uh, as for me, um, my story's a little weird. I'm actually a really big soccer fan, which I'm sure is something that we'll cover in the coming weeks. Um, but I noticed that, you know, this show Chicago Fire was starting, and that is actually the name of the Chicago team that plays soccer up there. And so I was like, well, this is odd. I've got to check this out. Um, and I did. And the rest was history because I was like, this show is amazing. Um, and then PD came along and Med came along. And what, almost five years later now, five years this thing has been around? Oh, my God. Almost five years later, um, here we are. So... Yeah, like I said, we're so excited to uh, to be bringing this podcast and talking about the shows we love. So, 
Um, yeah, so the first thing that we definitely want to cover, and we'll probably start this each week, is the, the na- latest news that has come out around the franchise. Um, and this week we've had about, it's been kind of eventful in the past maybe 48 hours. Um, we had a, we had two promos for season six of Fire that dropped, and uh, we also had a little bit of news regarding PD. So does one of you want to talk about the promo or the poster? Yeah, I can talk about it. So in the recent promo, the one that just came out like maybe three hours ago, as we're recording this on Thursday, um, it's not like a whole lot. You kind of see the biggest thing I think we were talking about it in our group text was that at the very end, you see this picture of Matt and it looks like something they kind of could have used in like a funeral. Like it looks like kind of that poster, like a headshot kind of thing. And then you see Gabby kind of reacting to it and looks like she's dressed in a black dress and like she looks very upset. So it's kind of misleading and it makes you kind of think that Matt's going to die. He was the one that dies in this big fire that we had at the end of season five. But in this promo picture poster thing that we got earlier today, that you see that he is just as front and center as everyone else. So who really knows what they're trying to do? But yeah, that's we kind of think it makes it misleading, but who knows? Yeah, there were two big things I noticed about that promo. So the first thing is that that song is amazing. Um, I don't know who sings it. I haven't had the time to look at it yet. I will, though. Um, that song is amazing. Also, there's another thing I noticed that was pretty quick is that when Bowden finds Casey after the fire dies down, Casey's passed out. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, oh my God, please don't hurt Casey. Um, but yeah, that promo was pretty wild. Um, the other thing about the poster today that I loved was that Gabby is front and center. With her flawless hair. With her flawless hair. Yes, her flawless hair. Gabby is front and center, and that makes me so happy because, you know, she kind of is the glue that, like, keeps the house together, aside from Herman. Don't hate me for that. Um, But, yeah, so that was the promo and the poster. And, Ashley, why don't you share the PD news? Uh, Yeah, Monica's coming back from Justice to PD for Episode 4. So that should be interesting. I'm so happy about that because, I mean... The opinions on justice were kind of mixed, you know, overall, but I think something that we all agreed on was that we kind of loved that character, Anna Valdez. Um, We loved her. So I'm really happy that she's coming back and I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, what what exactly she's doing in intelligence and seeing how that's going to work. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Right. And I think it's really glad that I mean, like I said, you said, Gina, we all kind of had mixed opinions on justice, but I'm really glad to see that they're taking what we all believe to be the strong points of justice, you know, with John Seda coming back, now with Monica coming to PD, and the name I can't remember, going to Philip, yeah, going to SVU. I mean, they're taking kind of what we all consider to be the strong points and moving them to other parts of the franchise because they don't want to lose these characters. So I think that's really strong, and I think it says a lot about Dick Wolf and this whole world that he's created that even though one part of it might not have been as well, they recognize when they have good things and they can bring it to the other parts of the show and make those just as strong. Exactly, and hopefully Anna being on PD, hopefully it's more than one episode. Um, right. I would love to see her on a recurring basis this season. She was a really strong character. So, and I'm happy for Philip Winchester that his character is going to SVU. So, 
you know, good luck to them. But yeah, I'm really happy that Monica Barbaro is coming back. So yeah, that's good. So yeah, um, that was kind of the, the latest news that we've seen. Hopefully we'll get a PD promo pretty soon. Um, that hasn't happened yet. And we're kind of wondering why, but you know, um, that's okay. So yeah, so we have the news. Um, and now we'll just jump into, you know, the meat of the show. So um, you know, every week, basically, we will talk about the new episodes that come out, the new episodes of PD and the new episodes of Fire. Um, this week is kind of different because it's our first show. So we kind of want to just give you a broad overview of who we are, how we tick. So we're going to cover some of our favorite things from the show. So um, the first thing we're going to cover is some are basically our overall favorite shows and our favorite characters. So, um, Ashley, why don't you start us off with that? Go ahead and give us your favorite show and your favorite character and why. My favorite show is Chicago PD, and my favorite character is, of course, Jay Halstead. And that's because I just love Jesse and how he portrays Jay, and I love all the Chicago PD drama and the um, action and stuff, and that's my favorite. I love, there's so many layers to Jay, and that's like one of my favorite things about him is that he's just, you know, he's more than just a handsome face, you know? Um, he's a veteran, he's got all sorts of deep-seated issues that we're kind of learning season after season, but yeah, I've got so many favorite things about Jay. Um, yeah, Bryna, how about you? Oh, yeah, I have to agree with Ashley. PD is my favorite. I mean, I love both Fire and PD a lot, but if I have to pick a favorite, I'm going to pick PD mainly because I feel that as an ensemble, the characters on PD are a little more complex and have a lot more layers to peel back. That's not to say that the characters on fire don't, but I just feel like there are some characters on fire that definitely are not as complex as others, where I feel as on PD, they're all just as complex as one another, and you can go into each character so deeply if you really wanted to. But that being said, Jay is also my favorite character. I mean, I've been a Jay fan since the moment he was introduced in Fire and talking about Long Island Iced Teas with Gabby. Um, but I will say this, and I've talked a lot about this, especially to Gina, and I've written about it online, which I will tweet out later. But I hate the way that Jay and his past are written. I hate it with a burning passion. I think it is without a doubt... It's that his past, and especially the military part of it, is one of the things I find most fascinating and intriguing about him. So I don't understand why, after four seasons, we still hardly know anything about it. And, I mean, we've been begging. We should not still have to be begging the writers to develop and tell what is arguably one of the most important backstories in this whole franchise. And it also angers me because, like Ashley was saying, like, Jesse is so great, and I know that if he's given the chance, he's going to act the hell out of any of these storylines they would give him. And even when they do give him good storylines, we don't get to see it because they're all deleted. So, like, my new hashtag for this season is hashtag Jay deserves better, damn it, because I think Jay deserves better, and I encourage everyone out there to use it because it is so true. Yes, please use it. Hashtag Jay deserves, deserves better, better, damn, damn it. it. Don't yes. forget the damn it. <laughs> right. That yeah. is the most important part. Yeah, and I mean, I completely agree with you. I know we've had many a conversation about <laughs> many this. Many a conversation. Um, I feel like we might have had a drunken conversation in Austin about it. Um, you probably it's entirely did. possible. Yeah, but I mean, Jay's so complex, and I want to know more about his past, too. I mean, in fact, we, you and I wrote an article together about right. the Halstead's past because we're so curious about it that we just got impatient and started writing it ourselves. 
Right. And I mean, they give us little hints. I mean, like when Jay's wife showed up and like from Will, but even then, like they're only little hints and we never, they never come to fruition and it frustrates the hell out of me because he is one of those main characters. I mean, he's probably in like the top six or seven characters in this whole franchise, like in terms of level of importance, especially now that Sophia Bush is gone. So like, I don't understand why they don't give him the stuff that they know he could handle and the storylines people are just wanting to know. Like, I don't understand why writers don't do it. Right, right. I understand. And last season, especially when they promised us that they would give us more of his past, and then they didn't. And they cut it out every single time from whether it was Mouse leaving and we see a little bit of that, you know, the scene with Aaron that kind of were they broken up? Were they not? Like that whole breakup scene. There was supposedly a road trip that they filmed and then deleted that that had stuff about his past. Like they delete it every single time. And it just frustrates me knowing the fact that like it's out there somewhere and we don't have it. Right, right. So hopefully in season five, you know, they'll peel back more layers because now, I mean, Jay's got a, Jay just had his heart ripped out. So, right. I mean, they have no excuse. He's the second lead on that show now. They and he's no the excuse. most vulnerable he's ever been, in theory. Right. right. So, they have no excuse. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I agree. So, um, you know, if we're talking about favorites, I mean, I want to preface it by saying I love all of the shows. I can't pick a favorite child. <laughs> I love them all. However, with that said, um, you know, if I have to pick one, yes, I do favor PD by about like 0.2% more than Fire. Um, and the only reason why that is, is because... I relate to the characters a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, Burgess, Halstead, Bruzik, Atwater, they're all close in age to myself. Um, and, you know, they're just really trying to make a difference in this crazy, crazy world. So um, I relate to them a little bit more there. However, that's not to say, I mean, if you look at Fire, I absolutely adore the family aspect of Fire. Um, so, you know... PD just a slight bit more, but not by much. Um, in terms of favorite characters, you know, um, I'll stray a little bit because yeah, I do love me some Halstead. Who doesn't? Um, but I also want to mention Kelly Severide on fire. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. My favorite favorite thing about him is how emotional he is. Um, he's not afraid to just let his emotions out and just you know wear his heart on his sleeve um you know he'll cry if he has to he'll get pissed if he has to um yeah kelly's just not afraid and i mean there are some episodes that reveal who he truly is and when that happens you see that like he is just a really really good guy um he's just yeah he, he's a really good guy underneath all that complexity so um severide for sure and i'm sure we can talk more in depth about him at some point um Looking at PD, I mean, again, Jay is a given, but I got to give it to Burgess, Kim Burgess. Um, she's fearless. Um, you know, if you look at the past four seasons and the stuff that she's been through and the stuff that she's done, she just tackles it. Just no fear, doesn't hesitate, just goes. Um, you know, the warehouse episode when she went in with Roman, she was like, something's wrong. I'm going to investigate. Um, the warehouse episode, the episode when she just went up to the door and got shot. Um... I know I said that kind of bluntly. Um, even last season when her sister Nicole was raped, um, you know, that was another one where she just like saw red and just went for it. Um, so, yeah, Burgess is another favorite. Um, and yeah, if we're going to look at med for a second, I'll say Dr. Rhodes as well, because um, Dr. Rhodes has a very complex backstory and a very complicated family history. Um, 
and yeah, so it's a rich backstory and he's just kind of doing the best he can. So those are some of my favorites. Um, you know, Colin's also so underrated. I'm just going to say that he's so underrated. Oh yeah. Colin Donnell is incredibly underrated. Um, and he's also from Broadway. So like acting is just effortless for the Broadway actors. I know. Uh, he's so good. There's so um, good. there's video online if you ever get bored at like three in the morning. Uh, if you YouTube Colin and his wife Patty Marin, um, there's videos of them like singing together and just doing all sorts of cool showy stuff together. Um, yeah, Colin's Colin's awesome. Um, so talented, so talented. Um, so yeah. So let me get back to the agenda here. What are we going to talk about? There it is. Okay. So. Let's get into some of our favorite episodes. Um, you know, I've picked some of my all-time favorites from the franchise. I know you guys have as well. So, Bryna, why don't you start us off? What are some of your favorites? Yeah, so if we're going to go, I guess we'll just start with Fire because that's the one I have listed first. So my all-time favorite Fire episode is episode 8 from season 2, Rhymes with Shout. Um, and there's a couple reasons why I really like this episode one, as everyone knows, this is kind of when you really get to see the start of Dossie. I mean, the ending where Casey storms up to Dawson's door and, like, pushes her up against the wall and starts making out with her at the very end. I mean... Oh, it's that episode! Yeah, it's that episode. Oh, I mean, it's classic. It's, like, the start of Dawson and Casey as we know them to be. So, it's so good. I also think... This episode, so this is the one where Cruz and his brother Leon see the girl shot in their neighborhood as a result of gang violence. And so we see Voight and Lindsay, and this kind of storyline establishes kind of the feel and tone for PD because at that point it was getting PD was coming on later in what would have been later in Chicago Fire season. So this kind of really set the tone for PD, which is my favorite show. And you kind of get to see that, especially as Leon goes undercover with the gang and Cruz has all these feelings about it and how it's going to go. Um, and I love Cruz and he's one of my favorite characters on fire. And so kind of to learn a lot more about his background and his family dynamics with his brother and kind of how he feels about the gang life. I mean, you know, it's so good. We also get to see Severide Noah's half-sister Katie. And I think one of the things that I think I love about this episode is like, Severide really wants to prove that he's not going to be like his father, Benny, and kind of abandon Katie at her most vulnerable, and he really tries to prove that to her, and I mean, it's one of the reasons I love Severide so much is, you know, he's not like his father, you know, he is vulnerable, and he's emotional, and he's not afraid to show that, kind of like what you were saying, Gina, and so we get to see all these things in this fire episode, and I went back, fire, picking my favorite fire episode was definitely the hardest, but it always came back to this episode, and I this is just one of my favorite fire episodes for sure. The Katie and Severide relationship is one of the most underrated and one of my favorites. I wish they would bring her back. Yeah, same, because I love how Katie just kind of came into his life, and he was like, wait, I have a sister. But he didn't even hesitate and was like, all right, let me just assume the, the duties of Big Brother. Um, I just love how he just didn't even hesitate and just jumped into that role head first. Uh, such a good relationship. It's I also so love good. that um, rhymes with Chout. That's because Chout was in the episode, and I love yes. Chout. Who doesn't love Chout? Right. He's one of my favorite. Every time I see him in, like, an ambulance somewhere, I'm like, oh, Chout. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like you as a person. Like, I didn't like you when you were there, but, like, oh, Chout. Like, yeah, oh, Chout. It's just like, oh, great. It's just one of those Easter eggs that, like, when they have him in an episode, even if it's on med or something like that, I'm like, Oh, right. That was fire and this and that. Like, it's just, it's so good. The crossovers are so good. And this, yeah. it's so good. 
I love it. I love it so much. So, um, yeah, so I'll jump into my favorite fire episode and I actually just rewatched this today. So my favorite is actually two episodes before your favorite, Bryna. It's 206 and the title is Joyriding. Um, this was the episode when Severide goes for a run to clear his head and the kid kind of crashes the construction piece of construction equipment. Um, it's not a bulldozer. I can't remember what it is. It's but like a bulldozer, though. Yeah, something like that. And so a sweet little Nathan, he crashes the bulldozer and he gets a piece of rebar through his arm. And all of a sudden, Severide is by himself having to save this kid. And I mean, I think if you ask the question of like, who is Kelly Severide? I would just show you that episode and be like, this is Kelly Severide. Because, I mean, he's incredible. He's just such a hero. Didn't like just jumped right in, saved the day. Um, and there are a couple other good notes about that episode, too, is that um, uh, J- uh, Jay and Gabby were still dating at this point. Um, oh, so good. So good. And I mean, you know, we'll talk instead later, but like you still got to appreciate Jay and Gabby for what they were. Um, and so they were still dating at that point. And that is actually the episode when the undercover assignment goes bad and he gets shot. Um, so we actually see where he tells Antonio, like, I want intelligence. And Antonio basically laughs in his face. Um, I love that so much. So, um, there was another plot point in that episode as well, where, uh, Griffin Darden, Andy Darden's kid, um, was staying at the firehouse and it ended with Casey taking him to see the wall of badges. Um, and he starts crying and Casey's like, it's okay to cry here. I have, oh my God. Um, I watched this episode on the train home from work today and I had this thought because of course this was season two. And so I see Andy's badge on the wall and I just think, oh my God, Shay's badge is next. And like, it made me so emotional on the train. I was like, this is not okay. Like, why do we do this? Um, I'm trying yes. not to get emotional over here. Like this is right. Oh right. And I had another moment too, when, um, Shay and Gabby get out of the Ambo and I just always make a mental note to like, I always notice the side of the Ambo when I'm like, where it says Leslie's name and her, like the date of birth, date of death, whatever. Um, and so I found myself looking for it today and I was like, Oh God, this is season two. Like, of course it's not here yet. Ugh. Just torture. But yeah, that's a good episode. And then um, I had a little bit of a headcanon with that episode, too. Like something I would love, love, love to see happen if this show is around for like 20 plus seasons, which I would love. Um, I would love to see Nathan just kind of grow up and then go through the academy and maybe become a firefighter because oh of what God. happened to him. That day. I know. Yeah, I would love, love, love to see that. Um, but of course, that's, you know. That's an I'm awake at three in the morning and can't sleep and I'm coming up with random dots kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on 206. It's one of my favorites. So, Ashley, what about you? My favorite fire episode is 506. It's called That Day. And that was a, um, an episode with where um, they went to New York for the 9-11 scene. Oh, my God. And I really oh. loved that. Yes. And I that, love that aspect of it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, who knew that Bowden was walking around with that story all that time, you know? Yeah. 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 And I love how Casey and Severide just went with them. They were like, Bowden needs us. We will be there. Yeah. I love that episode. It's, yeah, that's It's a good so one. good. And I think it's like you said, Gina. I mean, I think it's such a good episode because Bowden and Casey and Severide, they have this special bond. And it's so different than the bond that Bowden has with anyone else in the firehouse. And I think 
you really see it come to fruition in that episode. You know, the fact that they went, they were the ones that went with him, not Herman, not Mouch, not anything else. I think it says a lot about that relationship. And I mean, that episode, just like the end is just, it's so good and it's so moving and it's so powerful. So that's definitely, that's a great episode, Ashley. Yeah, I love that one. That's a really, really great one. So um, what about PD? Ashley, start us off there. 301 life is fluid and let me just say jay is like my favorite in that episode he like killed and jesse like nailed that whole entire episode i just love that episode it was Uh, a great season premiere for season three that episode hurts my heart in the best ways oh yeah (laughs) so so it just that scene at the end when he's sitting in the ambo and he's all bruised and and he's Oh my god! And he just looks at her and he's like, "I'm so glad it was you that they sent in." Like, I die. Still crying over it's, here every I time. Know. We're just making Bryna cry. But, oh, that episode! Like, it hurts in all the best ways. But my favorite, one of my favorite moments from that episode is when he rips off her sunglasses because, like, he has just had it with her shit. Like, I love that so much. Oh, that episode is so good. And so I good. still want to know how many takes they had to do to get that scene, and how if they ever laughed through it. Or anything like that. Like, how many takes did it take for them to actually get through the whole entire scene? Yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Jesse, if you're out there, tell us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely curious about that. I love that episode. It just, uh, I, I can't rewatch it because, like, I can, but, like, I can't. I don't know. Oh, it's so good. So good. Bryna, what about you? Yeah, so my favorite episode of PD is also from season three. Um, mine is 317, 40 caliber caliber bread come and this is the one where jay's working security at the marijuana dispensary and they get hijacked it gets hijacked and his friend dies and it's just it's a very jay-centric episode and i love it and because you learn more about jay and his past and kind of you know it's one of the very few times through the four seasons where we really get an episode that's centered around Jay and kind of his past and how the things that he's dealing with in current life kind of tie into his past um, and so there's a couple of things that I love to point out about this episode so at the very end you get to see Jay and Mouse and Choi talk about their time in the military which is one of the very few times that Jay's talks about this stuff and one of the things that he says is that you know, it wasn't all the things that he dealt with overseas that were the hardest. It was when he would come home and see, you know, the wives and the families of the people who passed away in um, Afghanistan. And I mean, it killed like just the way he says it with such like sincerity and like you see it right after the funeral episode, that funeral that airs in that episode. And it's it's so good. And, you know, you really get to see, in terms of Linstead, like, you really get to see Jay lean on Aaron for support in this episode, which is something he we know he doesn't do often, as he's always the one who believes he has to be strong for everyone around him. So the fact that he uses Aaron as this crutch, like, it's, it's a really good, strong point in their relationship. And I also think you get to see, at the very end of this episode, you get to see Voight talk about how important jay is to this unit and to the intelligence unit and i mean this is a relationship that they don't explore nearly enough in the show and i hope it's something i hope we get to see more of this coming season especially with especially with aaron gone i mean the void jay relationship has this such this tension about it and it's so good but like the fact that void tells jay in this episode that like you're important to this and like we couldn't do it without you basically 
I mean, it's so good. And the last thing, I mean, at the end, Jay breaks down by himself in the bathroom and my heart breaks every time I watch it. It's over and over because he's so vulnerable and he's clearly broken in that moment. And like, I just wish we knew why. Like, I wish, I mean, obviously it's because his friend passed away, but like, there's something more there and I wish we knew what it was. So that is my favorite PD episode. It's so good. Absolutely. And can we just like take a moment and appreciate Jesse in that uniform in that episode? Because he, I love him in uniform. Yeah, yeah that, he also that, looks very good. That image of him sitting there at the funeral, just completely stoic in that uniform, was chilling. Like, right, right. This whole episode. I mean, that whole like last like ten minutes from the funeral to when they're talking at Molly's to when he breaks down in the bathroom and his stuff with Boyd. Like, it's a chilling and powerful ten minutes of TV. It's so good. It really is. It really is. I love, and what you said about the Voight and Jay relationship is interesting because, you know, for a while there, I really didn't think that Voight respected Jay at all. Right. Um, and so finally in that moment, it just kind of solidified it because there have been times in the past where, you know, I think uh, in season one with Lonnie Rodiger, when Voight just sidelined Jay because he kind of thought that Jay might have killed that guy. Um, I was like, seriously, like you you don't trust one of your own men? Like, Okay. So, I mean, I, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, even earlier in this episode, like, Voight and Jay have this moment where Voight asks Jay, like, if he's sleeping with the boss, the, his boss at the marijuana dispensary, and Jay's like, basically like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, and Voight's just like, answered the damn question, and and Jay's like, of course not, like, because obviously the whole Aaron aspect, and that's why Voight's asking, but like, even in that episode, like, you still get this thing of like, Voight disrespecting Jay and like thinking less of him and like so it's really interesting to see if there's how like what happened in that episode changed Voight's opinion so much and like that is really the first moment we get to see Voight respect Jay as a human and as what he does and recognize how important he is to this unit I mean it's so good so good yeah I agree I love that episode so much um my favorite is also from season three um but it is season three episode seven Um, A Dead Kid, A Notebook, and A Bunch of Maybes. Um, And this was the episode that took place at the high school. Um, And basically, it turned out that the swim coach was abusing the kids. Um, And it's such a... It's just... It's just all around such a good PD episode because the team kind of works like a well-oiled machine, which is, you know, exactly what they are. But um, and the story is just complex and it takes so many twists and turns because you find out that, you know, this kid killed himself, but then he didn't kill himself. He was murdered because he was paid off by the swim coach. And we also get a glimpse into um, the way Jay handles cases with kids. Um, and this is something that the three of us have discussed at length. Um, Jay always just like, they, the cases with kids just strike a nerve with him. And for the life of us, we cannot figure out why. Um, you know, I, that's something I would love to find out in season five. But you just see how, you know, how Jay is just so deeply affected by the story. Um, and at the end, again, you get a little bit of a glimpse into his military life, um, you know, when the kid he's been working with basically asks him about the military and coming home and things like that. So just all around, it's one of my favorites, hands down. For sure. It's such, it's a good one. It is a good one. It's a good one. Um, so what about crossovers? Because, I mean, we got to touch on the crossovers, how as, as emotionally brutalizing as they can be, we do have to touch on the crossovers. What are some of your favorites? 
Well, my favorite is so my favorite is the episode. It starts with Three Bells, which is Fire season three, episode 13. And it ends with A Little Devil Complex, which is PD season two, episode 13. And this is the one where we find out about the arsonist behind Shay's death. And I think part of the reason why I love this crossover is obviously it's so satisfying to see like Shay's Shay's death. Like, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking still to think about like the fact that Shay's not a part of this at season six, but like the fact that like you get to see some justice behind her death and the way it happened, that's really satisfying. But also just like the mystery aspect of this one is so good. I mean, there's so many layers to who the guy actually was that did it. And I mean, you know, they thought they'd have it. And then, you know, he changes his identity and like, it turns out he changes his identity again and this and that. And the fact that it ties into, you know, who killed, you know, Peter Mills's father and like Bowden was hurt in this thing that he did. Like it's just so many layers to it. And it's just such a good mystery all around. And I mean, I love that crossover. I think that's definitely my favorite crossover of all the ones, even the big ones where they do three shows. I mean, this is my favorite one for sure. Yeah, I love that moment when Antonio goes total big brother and like takes him out in the elevator. I love that. Oh, so, so good. good. Yeah, yeah, so good. So Ashley, what about you? Uh, mine's heart wrenching. It's uh, to Chicago PD's The Number of Rats with Nadia. Oh, that one's oh. just, I can still, to this day, I still cannot rewatch that episode. It just gets me, and it's so horribly sad. And that's like, it's so, I can't never watch that again. Yeah. And I still miss Nadia to this day. I do too. I really hated, though, the one thing I hated about that crossover is I hated the fact that, like, she basically dies on SVU. Like, I wish she they would have done it the other way around i wish it would have started on svu and ended on pd and like that's just more of like a thing like svu it's part of this franchise because it's like a dick wolf show but like it's not really part of this franchise so i kind of hated that like they had this major thing happen on a show that's not even a part of the chicago franchise so that's my one little critique about that episode but yeah i mean it's heartbreaking i i miss nadia still i wish she would come back from the dead Oh, God. Um, I saw something on Twitter a couple months back where there is a small group of fans who like to wonder what it would be like if Mouse and Nadia were alive at the same time and actually, like, shipped them together. Like, they would be so good together. That would have been the best ship ever. It really would have. I know. They would have been awesome. But, uh, yeah, like, that actually... That's what fan fiction is for. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are correct. You are correct. So if you're out there and you're listening, write us some Mouse and Nadia fanfic. Right. <laughs> oh, send they would have been us. so good send together. Send it to us. Our DMs are open. Send it yes. to us. Slide right into those DMs. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, they would have been so good together. But yeah. Um, and I think that is actually my favorite crossover as well, just because of the emotional impact. Um, you know, that episode or those episodes, plural, they aired probably, what, two years ago now? I've only watched it once since it aired because it's that brutal. Um, it's heartbreaking. And, and Nadia dies such a brutal, horrible death that, you know, it's just, you know, I, I, I like the, the episodes that really just kind of shock you and rip your heart out and stomp on it. And that is one of them. Um, God, and Yates is just so psycho. Um, yeah, and Dallas Roberts, the actor who played him, I mean, he's so talented to scare us to death like that. Um, I think if I ever met him in real life, I'd probably be terrified. Um, but yeah, oh, Nadia died such a brutal death. It was so heartbreaking. Oh, my heart. 
Oh, Nadia, rest in peace. And it would have been interesting to see now since Aaron's leaving the unit, how Nadia would have reacted to that if she was alive. Right, right, right. And you know she would have made it through the academy and become a cop. Like, she would have risen above the odds. And, oh, it's just heartbreaking. Just the moral of the story is not to turn your life around on the Chicago shows because it never goes well. Um, yeah, pour some out for Justin Voigt. Um, yeah. Oh, so sad. Uh, now that we're all upset, or now that we're all upset and depressed, um, let's move into some of our favorite scenes. So we've got a long list here. So I figure we can just go like one at a time and just go right around the circle. Um, I will start us off. Um, one of my favorite moments or one of my favorite notable scenes is from Chicago PD season three, episode 16. And this is called the cases that need to be solved. Um, I don't know if that rings a bell with you guys, but this is the one where um, a rival gang kills a child. And it turns out that the whole thing is a case of mistaken identity. And the episode opens with the neighborhood and intelligence finding this child's body in the alley. Um, and if you remember correctly, Antonio kind of arrives on scene and Burgess is passing him and he asks her what's happening and she can barely speak. She's so upset. Um, and she just says it's horrible. Um, and it's all she can say. But my favorite thing about that episode is that that beginning opening sequence, um, it's called the teaser, that beginning opening before the opening title credits, um, there's no music. It's completely silent. Um, and it just really drives home the gravity of the moment. Um, and it just really makes you kind of focus in on what's happening and the tragedy at hand. So it's one of my favorite scenes for sure. Yeah, um, I guess I'll hop in next. So one of my the first thing I think when you're talking about like favorite scenes, the very first thing that popped in my head is from Chicago Fire. And it's from season three, episode eight called Chopper. And it's Crew Zumba. I mean, the end scene <laughs> where Cruz comes out and he's gonna go lead the Zuma class and he finds that everyone's there waiting for him and he had had this thing with Brett that Brett had found out earlier in the episode and she had agreed to keep it a secret but obviously it didn't stay a secret and so it just makes me smile like every damn time that I watch it I mean everyone's there to support Cruz and kind of poke a little fun at him just like families do you know I mean they're one big family so why not come out support him and poke a little fun at him at the same time and like thing that I think makes me smile the most all the time is like nobody can really do the moves except for him and it's just it's so funny to watch you know like Cap in the background kind of like flailing his arms everywhere and like Mills is like out there trying to do his stuff and like Mal it's it's so good it makes me smile every time I watch it I think I watched it like three times today it's just it's so good I love that episode I forgot about that for a second uh cruising but for season six and the fact that and the fact that it was written for him as a way that, like, Joe had, like, Joe's, like, certified Zumba instructor and, like, it was written in as part of, you know, something that it, – it's so good. It, it's, it's incredible. I remember laughing hysterically when Brett showed up at that class and he turned out to be the instructor. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. I love it so much. Ashley, what about you? Um, on some Linstead scenes from PD, and 106 in conventions, the Aaron part where she tells Jay about her past and like the maybe one day oh definitely happens. Uh. I love that scene. And then in 401, when they say I love you to each other. Oh, I love that. That maybe one day scene gets me every time. 
Uh, if we're going off of Linstead scenes, one of my favorite PD scenes is in 306 from You Never Know Who's Who when they become official. And that scene is so good. You know, at the very beginning, it's at the very end of the episode, but from the beginning when Herman's trying to set Jay up with someone from Cindy's Bridge Club. And I mean, Aaron, you know, shows up and, you know, she agrees to kind of stop hiding their relationship and thinks that, like, maybe holding hands is, like, this good way to start telling people about them. But Jay obviously has other ideas and he stands up and without saying a word, he just kisses her right in front of everyone. And, you know, not much is said after that. And the two of them kind of walk out with Jay's arm around her. And you can kind of just see Will and Herman, like, looking on in the distance, like, smiling. And it's it's just so good. Like, it's a little heartbreaking now, obviously, with the news that, Sophia Bush is leaving but like this scene is just so good and it makes me so happy it's so good I love Will's face in that scene when he's just like well damn like okay right (laughs) I love Will's face in that scene um that's a good one um you know if we're gonna keep on the PD beat um what I've got a favorite from season two episode three which is called the way station and this is the one when Oscar Bimbenek puts out the hit on Jay um and the, it basically 202 ends with a hitman coming and shooting up the bar where Jay and Lindsay were. Um, so in the second episode, basically Voight has to bench Jay because he's got this hit on him. And they bring the suspect upstairs and Jay is like flipping out, of course. And so Roman takes it upon himself to be like, listen, Jay, like do this. And Jay just gives him this stare of like, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> and Jay looks at him and just goes, first of all, it's detective and it makes me laugh every single time because I tried so hard to like Roman I tried so so hard and it never happened so to see Jay just like talk back to him and just tell him to shut the f up it makes me laugh every time I love that so much yeah um I've got another kind of I guess it's a little heartbreaking one I mean it's it, it is not just a little bit it is heartbreaking I mean one of my favorite scenes from Fire is um, in 404, Your Day is Coming, and it's Herman's speech to Dawson after she loses the baby. And, I mean, Herman's speeches are always the best, and this one makes me cry every time. And I actually wrote out what he says. That I mean, I was crying every time I watched it today. And so he says, so here we are five kids later, and I got a family I never imagined, including one more girl that I didn't expect. She came to me full grown. She's strong and brave and courageous and special, and I love her like my own, and someday she's going to make a great mom. And I just cry every time I hear it because Herman I mean you both know because we watch the show but like he just has his way with words and something about just the way he says it with such sincerity and he's so genuine about everything I mean he truly means that he really sees Dawson as his daughter and the fact that she lost this kid you know he knows it sucks you know and it's heartbreaking for them but he knows that they're going to be okay and one day she's going to make this amazing mom and we obviously get to see it later on in that season but like it's just so good and I cry like full-on cry like every time I watch it it's so good that episode is so hard oh that episode right I can never watch the whole I can never watch the whole episode but like this moment even though I mean I cry every time but like this moment is just so good. It's worth watching just the moment itself. Right, right. Oh, that episode. It's just, I, I don't think I've, I've watched that episode since it aired because that episode is just brutal. But right. Uh, and the then moment when, like, itself, she wakes though. up and Casey's just like, you're the strongest person I know and just uh, feels everywhere. Feels everywhere. It's so good. On a happier note, mine's the da- my other favorite scene is the Dossie wedding. Oh. Yeah. In the 100th episode. 
Oh, yes. I love that scene. It's so good. Especially the shot above them where they all have their arms locked around each other and like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and this was a scene that pretty much everybody responded to us on Twitter with. They were like, yes, the Dossie wedding, which is, and it was so fitting that it was the 100th episode. And it was just, there's so many things I love about that scene. That image of them, like from above when they've all got their arms around each other. Oh, I love that so much. Um, And I love how they decided to do it just like by a look. Nobody said anything. They just looked at each other and were like, let's go. Yeah. Just, oh my God, that's definitely, that's probably one of my favorite moments of the entire season or series actually never mind right. season. it's so good it's yeah yeah oh my god I mean, it's so good uh go ahead go ahead no I was gonna say I mean if we're talking about lighter ones another one that I don't know why this always makes me laugh but this always makes me laugh every time is in 208 of PD assignment of the year and Adam's talking about how he wishes he could have how this assignment that Aaron and Jay get to go undercover to the sex club is the assignment of the year and he wishes he had it and then Aaron and Jay obviously they're going undercover as a couple and so they're dressed to the nines and they look great and Ruzik makes this moment kind of slightly inappropriate and he's like commenting on Lindsay's appearance and Jay does this like watch it thing with his fingers and like Aaron tells him like that would be wise if he backed off and whatever and it like Ruzik you know being Ruzik like he's just so funny and awkward and like inappropriate without being inappropriate and it's just it's so good and I always just smile and Ruzik has this great sense of humor and it it just makes me smile every time I also really love that episode too that's a great episode there's so many good moments in that episode when they go to the sex club and he's like yeah playtime for my girl my girl <laughs> <laughs> so oh my it's god so, so funny I love that one um I've got a fire one that I love um season four episode one when Casey professes his love for Dawson and they get back together and then Dawson just blurts, I'm pregnant. Um, There is a line right before that when Casey's like, I don't ever want to let you out of my life ever again. And it just hits me in the feels every time. Like the first time I saw it, I was smiling like an idiot for like 15 minutes after I was like, oh, they're back together. Oh my God. Um, But that's one of my favorites just because I love, it's just, Casey finally is just like so vulnerable with her and he's just like, you know, that house fell down and thankfully you were okay and just, uh, oh, my feels. I love it so much. Um, Dossie, man. I love them so much. Um, yeah, and I, have, I actually have one other fire one in here. So this is from the end of, I think this is the end of season five or middle of season five. Um, it's right when the Louie situation starts uh, and Dawson decides to foster Louie by herself. And um, she tells Antonio about this and Antonio goes full big brother on Casey, like storms into his office and is like, what the hell is happening? Um, and at one point he even just blurts out, he's like, you were supposed to marry her. And I was like, oh no, he didn't. That's so good. Um, but, and then Casey actually like talked back to him. I was like, Casey, this is her big brother. He's literally the only person you cannot talk back to. So that was, oh, no, it was end of season four, now that I think about it. End of season four or beginning of season five? Oh, end of four. End of four, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just love that because Antonio was finally like, this is bullshit. Um, Yeah, and Casey talked back to him, and I was like, Casey, please. Like, he's literally the one person on this earth you cannot talk back to. Like, he'll kill you. Um, Right. Yeah, so that was one of my other ones. What other ones do you guys have? Yeah, I have Me one. and you. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> Me and Gina had the same one for Med about the cops in the hallway, the cast in the hallway, and then the cops. Mm-hmm. 
Me and you had the same one for that one. That was uh, season was two, I think episode 14. Yes. The, uh, the Heart Matters, I think is what it was called. Basically, that's the one where um, the cop who arrested Maggie in a previous episode, she comes in wounded and she ends up passing away, unfortunately. But um, tell everybody about the final scene, Ashley. The uh, doctor is lying in the hallway and then the cop, they like escort the cop and like their voiceover happens. And that like hit me so hard because a year before that, a cop died where I live and they made a video for that and posted it on Facebook. And it was a voiceover for that. And it was like, it just brought me back to that memory mm-hmm. of that this cop dying over here where I live. And it was just hit me. Yeah. And the other thing about that episode, too, is that the extras for PD um, and fire, I think the extras that they use are just they're actual Chicago police officers and actual Chicago firefighters who are just in on their days off. Um, So that moment where they line the hallway and you hear the voiceover and everything, it's just really poignant and it just kind of is really emotional. It's a really, really good scene. That's a good one. Um, and so I have one more from PD. Um, so the scene that I have, the last one I have is the deleted scene from 405 where Mouse is leaving and they have this like going away party for him at Molly's. And so I really wish that it had been in the episode. I really don't know why they cut this out because it was so good. And it breaks my heart because Mouse talks about, you know, how it was an honor to work in the intelligence unit and how he found a home and a family with them. And especially because someone like Mouse, who had so many issues when he came back from the war, like this is such an important thing for him. But what really kills me is after Mouse finishes finishes making his speech, Jay kind of pulls him aside and there's this silent hug between him. And, you know, no words need to be said between them. Like, the emotions are just conveyed. And, you know, it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking. And I just, I really wish they had showed this moment in the episode. Because, again, it says so much without saying anything at all. And it's, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. And it just shows you how much Jay cares for Mouse. Like, and it doesn't right. say anything. It shows it. Right. Oh, I love that scene so much. That's a really good one. Really, right. really good one. Um, I do have one from Med. I have a couple from Med. Just, you know, got to show them some love. I know they're not back till mid-season, but, you know, got to show them some love. Um, there's another one in, I think, an earlier episode. This may have been season one. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, you know, this girl is injured, and Connor finally gets her into surgery. And somewhere in there, somewhere in this episode, he's supposed to go get drinks with Will at the end of the episode because he and Will don't really get along. They're finally going to start seeing eye to eye. And something happens with this girl in surgery where she wakes up um, and she wakes up and for a split second, she grabs Connor for dear life and then she dies just like that. Um, And the moment's just really chilling because it's really disturbing, you know, what happens. But then Connor misses having drinks with Will because he breaks down in his truck. Um, And I love that one because it's a really shocking, just really heartbreaking moment. Um, that's a good med moment. Um, yeah, that's, um, I'm trying to see what other ones I have, but yeah, that might be the only one I have. Do you guys have any med moments? Um, well, I don't, this, this isn't necessarily a moment, but just kind of an episode that I really like for med. You know, it's hard. I'll be honest. I kind of dropped out in the middle of season two and kind of, so I saw the beginning of season two and I saw the end, but I haven't gone back yet to watch the middle. Med's not always my favorite. Um, because I don't think it's necessarily as integrated as well into the franchise, whereas I feel like PD and Fire kind of 
go well with one another where med sometimes feel like feels like this awkward kind of like third show over there in its own world um but I still love I mean I like med and so I'm I'm gonna go back and watch season two but this one the episode I think of the most that is so moving um is 203 called natural history and this is one where you kind of get to see a little bit more of Maggie and her story and you learn that Maggie has a transgender sibling and so you get to see Maggie kind of struggle with that and mend the fences with her sibling who she doesn't get to see a whole lot um and I kind of just think it does a really good job of showing the struggles that family members can face when someone they love transitions um and so Marilyn is so good every week but she really knocks it out of the park with this episode especially when Maggie kind of falls apart and is going through how she still feels like her brother is there, even though it's not her brother anymore. It's now her sister. And, you know, it kind of just shows that, like, she's more than just a sassy nurse who everyone, you know, loves. But, like, this episode really made me respect Maggie as a character even more. And so it's all around just the episode is really good. Um, but there's, I mean, there's some great moments with Maggie in that episode. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a, I remember that reveal that you know, the sister was transgender. And I just remember looking at the screen and be like, I did not see that coming. That was awesome. Um, that was an excellent episode. Yeah, that's a good one. So um, yeah, I mean, if we're done with episodes, oh, I do have a PD moment we'll throw in. That's kind of funny. It's another lighthearted one. Um, Chicago PD season two, episode 10. This is the warehouse episode with Burgess and Roman. Um, the funny thing about this is that, you know, they're the A story. Burgess and Roman in this warehouse, they're trapped. Um, and the secondary story is that it's a super slow day at the 21st and they have this guy come in to do these taser recertifications or something. <laughs> and my favorite is when the instructor is trying to get Voight to do it and Voight just turns around and walks back to his office and the guy's like, well, Voight, you have to do this too. And Voight just goes, nah, I'll just stick to tickling perps to death. And like, <laughs> I have never laughed so hard at a moment in a Chicago show more than I have in that moment. I think just because it came out of left field and from Voight of all people. Voight is so serious all the time. So to hear him come out with a smart ass remark like that just cracks me up. Um, you never really think you're going to hear the word tickle come out of Voight's mouth. So <laughs> it's a good one. It's um, a good one. Piggybacking off of that, I love the SPA or G scene in that episode too between Aaron and Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. I love it's very that. good. And then she's like, what about G? And he's like, don't G, you don't dare. Don't dare. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> oh my God, so good. So good. Well, yeah. So um, let's talk about ships because I know we could talk about this forever. So um, We could do a whole episode on this category alone. We really alone. could. We really could. But um, yeah, so we've all got our favorites. I think we might just touch on every single ship we can think of. But yeah, Brenna, start us off. Like, what are some of your favorites? Let's go. Okay, well... Just even in general, like in life, aside from one Chicago franchise, Aaron and Halstead is probably like one is one of my favorite ships just like of all time. I mean, mm -hmm. it's my favorite of definitely of one Chicago for sure. I mean, I know I think it's probably all of our favorite ships. I mean, it it's just so good. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, just the dynamic between Aaron and Jay and the fact that like, they both had these pasts that clearly were hard and they clearly struggled. And, you know, they both aren't people – they are both aren't ones to let people in easily. But somehow they found a way to let each other in. And just being able to see that unfold 
was so good and so satisfying. I mean, they're just an incredible ship, for sure. Yeah. Oh, they were so perfect for each other. And just uh, the way, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we're just, yeah. We got to save some of this for the episode two weeks from now when we get into the PD finale. But, like, they were so good for each other. And just how Jay was vulnerable with her and she was vulnerable with him. And just the attraction and just, uh, Linstead. May they rest in peace. So I'm still, I still can't I even think that it's over. It's just insane <laughs> to think that it's over, especially like we've never seen Jay as vulnerable as he was in that finale when he was ready to give her the ring. Um, yeah. I mean, he just put it all on the line and to know that she just left him to go to New York. It's just heartbreaking. Without yeah. even a goodbye. Like, oh, that art, that makes me so mad. It's, yeah, it just, uh, there's, there have been so many good Linstead moments over the years. Um, you know, the maybe one day that you were talking about earlier, Ashley. I love that so much. Um, yeah. That's a good one. When, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, that's why you have backup. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we ever make another Scrabble joke ever again? No, I'm never yeah. going to be able to play Scrabble again, ever. Yeah. I mean, and Gia, I mean, like, I just remember, like, I mean, we'll talk about, touch on this more, I'm sure, when we talk about the Chicago finale, the PD finale, but, like, I just remember when, like, I found out, I texted Gina immediately, and I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, this can't be real. Like, especially based off that finale, like, it was just like, this can't actually be happening. Like, it didn't seem real. I don't know if it still seems real, but, like... It it breaks my heart, even though, I mean, I get it. It's a fictional relationship. Like, we shouldn't be that invested. But, like, it was so good. So everyone was so invested. And the fact that it kind of just ended the way it did, it, like, I don't want to say it cheapens it because when they were good, Lynn said it's so good. But, like, in some ways it kind of does. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. sad for me to think about because they are one of my – they're, like, probably number two on my top ten. Actually, they were number two on my top ten. Just, yeah, I mean, I think, and you can tell that it still hasn't sunk in with us because we're just sitting here, like, shaking our heads, just saying it's just so sad because we can't, like, articulate thoughts. We're just kind of like, right. And then, yeah. I mean, we've known now for, like, three months almost, and we still can't articulate, th- like, that's kind of insane that, like, it's three months have gone by and nobody can actually still formulate words about it. Yeah, so, oh, my God. I think it were- says a lot about how we feel about this relationship and how we feel about her leaving and just kind of how we think this season's going to go. Right, right. Yeah, right. Hashtag Jay Halstead deserves better damn Better damn it. For sure. Uh, I know. Just. uh, Okay. Should we like save the Linstead talk for two weeks from now? Yes. Let's save the Linstead talk for. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to, you know, the mother of all ships in the one Chicago franchise. Let's talk Dossie for a minute. Um, yeah, I am of the school of thought that, like, if you don't like Dossie, I think you just might not like love. Like, you might just be dead inside. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they have their pros and their cons, just like every other couple. But they're just so meant for each other. And they're just so sweet and just so good for each other. Um, yeah, just the chemistry between Monica and Jesse Spencer. Just, I mean, yeah, Dossie is just... Oh, Dossie. I love them so much. Yeah, I do too. And I think they were, I think from out of all the ships that have happened in Win Chicago, I think 
they were the ones that it was so clear from the beginning that when he was with Hallie and she was with Mills, like, they were going to be together, like, no matter what. I mean, even with Linstead, like, they had so many more ups and downs, and, like, they didn't really start until a lot later in PD world, whereas, like, Dawson and Casey, even though they weren't together from the beginning, but they're the ones that, like, it was so clear that they were going to get together. Um, And like you said, I mean, their love is so, you know, pure and it's so evident. I mean, you know, and it's just so happy for most of it. I mean, Dawson is just, it's so good. They're so good. Yeah, it it is so pure. That's a really good way to describe it. Um, And they went through hell to be together when you think about it. you know, there was like, they were on again and off again, and then they got together, and then they broke up, and it was a bad breakup, and just, yeah, I mean, they went through hell to be together, but yeah, that is a really good way to put it, Bryna, that their their love is just so pure. Um, it really is, and just, yeah, now that they're married, it makes me so happy, um, and you know, a, a, a Dossie baby at some point would be nice. Um, right. Just because- When they that- can actually keep- Right, right. Just because, I mean, you know Matt wants to be a father so, so badly. Um, Right. And, I mean, that was from his thing from the pilot. Like, I was rewatching the pilot the other day, and, like, you see Hallie come over to his place, and, like, they were kind of broken up at that point. He and Hallie were. And, like, the reason it was was because Hallie didn't want to have kids at that point, and Matt was ready for it. And that's from the pilot. So Mm -hmm. Matt clearly wants a family, and, you know, we've seen him be so good with kids, you know, whether it was – you know, the Darden boys or, you know, Louie. And, I mean, you know, we know it's going to happen, but it kind of just sucks that, like, it's season six and they've tried and, like, they show us glimpses of what it could be and then they take that away from us. And I think, I hope at some point that it'll come soon, but, like, I'm just ready for it. Uncle Severide, like, come on. It'll be so Uncle good. Uncle Severide, Uncle Antonio. Oh, my God. Yeah. It'll be so good. Oh my God. Kelly is an uncle. I'm just, I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. It's something Um, I just thought about, but that would be so great. Oh my God. Just, yeah. I could just see Kelly sitting with the baby, like playing with like a fire truck or something. Oh my God. I know. I know. Just think about that one until our next episode. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, I mean, with that said though, I do love how, you know, Casey And Dawson are just, you know, they both love their jobs and they both love each other. And they're just kind of like taking it one thing at a time at this point. Right. Um, They're just so, they just balance each other out so well. I just love that. Um, I mean, we could, we could do a whole episode on a big giant Dossie love fest. Um, Yeah, just love them so much. Um, What about Burzik? Let's talk about Burzik. So underrated. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. They're so good. They're so good. Um, the point that I'm at with Burzik now is that, like, Chris Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris have separated now, right? We need to believe that love is not dead. So Burzik is our only hope. Um, I need them to get back together, like, yesterday. Um, yeah, they're just so good for each other. Ashley, what's your take on Burzik? I wasn't the biggest fan of Burzik in the beginning, but now that Linstead's gone, I'm going to try to enjoy them more because I'm sure they're going to be like the main focus now once they end up back together. So maybe I could start enjoying them more and like liking them together. What didn't gel about them at the beginning for you? I have no idea. I just was like so into Linstead. I mean, I like them together, but I just wasn't put like jumped on the ship with them. Here's my critique about Burzak, and this is not more about the fact, like, 
Ruzik and Burgess being together? Is it just as the way the writers did, like, the way they handled them? I think they made them happen way too fast. I think yes. Ruzik and Burgess would have been a lot better as, like, a little bit of a slow burn. Um, I just think they happened so fast because, like, by the end of season one, like, they're pretty much together. Like, early on in season two, they're, like, engaged. I mean, like, and then they're broken up. And, like, by season three, they're, like, done. And, like, we haven't really seen them together since. And we're going into season five. And, like, I just think it happens so fast. So I can understand why people don't like them as much because, for me, I mean, it took me a little – now I love them, but it did take me a lot longer to come around to them versus Linstead. And so I think – just in the way that they happened, especially because Ruzik was engaged in the very beginning of PD. So I think they would have been served a little bit better and it might have been a little more satisfying for someone like Ashley. And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Ashley, but I think it would have been served a little bit better as a little bit more of a slow burn. Yeah, that's probably my main problem is they haven't, we haven't seen much of them together. And when they was together, it's forced, it feels like it was forced because it was so pushed and they were so... It happened so fast. If I would have seen, probably seen more of them, like, building the relationship more, maybe I would have liked them. But, yeah. I want to see them come back together, though, and, like, not rush into things again. Right, right. See, and I've got to disagree with you guys a little bit about the slow burn. Like, I think it was kind of a slow burn. It kind of took all of season one for them to make out, right? But season one was a shortened season. So even though it took season, all of season one, like, season one wasn't that long to begin with. Was it? Okay, see, that was a long time ago. I just season remember... Season one is only, like, 14 episodes or something like no, that. No, there's 20. Isn't there 20? Oh, is there 20? I thought it was way shorter than that. To Amazon to find out. <laughs> um, I just remember that last episode when Kim is, like, making something. She's making food or something, and Ruzik knocks on the door. And Ruzik just looks at her and is like, I like you. And I just thought it was so good. No, I think it's really good. And I mean, I'm someone who's a fan of them now, but I think just based on everything else, like I think it was too fast. Let's see. No, 15 episodes. 15 episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I just love the different dynamic from Linstead. Um, you know, it was a very right. old school dynamic with them. Like, they came together and it was kind of in, not to quote Grey's Anatomy, but it was like, I pick you, I choose you kind of thing. Um, which I love. Brenna, you're making a face at me right now and I can't tell why. <laughs> um, yeah, she might be frozen, but yeah, um, it was a very like old school kind of, I pick you, I choose you dynamic. And I love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think neither one of them was ready to get engaged when they did. Um, yeah. And with Ruzik, right. it's evidenced by his decisions before the engagement. And with Burgess, it's evidenced by her decisions after the engagement. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Berzik is just, they're a very interesting couple, but I do like the dynamic they've built up now and how they're just really good friends. And hopefully this is a way more solid foundation for them to build a relationship on and find their way back to each other. Yeah, I, that's what I really hope. And I'd be okay, even if it takes a little bit longer, if that means like going forward after they get back together, it's going to be a way more solid foundation than what we saw earlier on and I think it will be just because they've changed so much as characters since the last time we saw them together and they've both been through so much and so I think it'll be really interesting to see 
them when they come back together. And I would be interested in to see them come back together, whether or not Linstead was an issue or not, like whether or not, whether or not Linstead was going to be around or not. But mm-hmm. now I'm just, I think more excited, especially because Linstead's not going to be around. And I could see them coming back together, maybe the 100th episode. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big episode. So I could maybe see that happening in that episode. Do we know which episode that is? No. No. It's but just I, sometime this season. Right. But I'd have to think it'd be later even than Fire's 100th. I think it's going to be probably in like 2018 just because since PD only had 15 episodes in their first season. Right. I mean, it's just math-wise it would be later. Whereas like Fire had tw- has had 20-something episodes all of their seasons. So I'd assume that it's going to be in 2018, but I don't know for sure. Huh. Yeah, I just, yeah. Um, Marina and Patty did an interview a couple weeks ago um, where they talked about the future of Berzik. And basically the interview was not what we wanted to hear because they were like, yeah, they're still kind of on their separate paths and hopefully they're going to come together. And, you know, hopefully they're just trolling and there's something good on the horizon for Berzik. Because, I mean, I really do believe that they're meant for each other. So, um, you know, hopefully they find their way back to each other because they love each other and, Right now, they're just bullshitting themselves, thinking differently. But Episode 100 is episode 15. Okay. Oh, crap. So, so. Season 5, episode 15. So. Noted. Noted, <laughs> noted. Um, yeah, so um, other shifts that we're missing. Um, there's Manstead on Chicago Med. Yeah. I, yeah. I like Manstead, and I think if I had to pick a Med ship, I would probably pick them. But, like, they don't excite me near, like, nearly as much. And I think it's because, like, I like Will Halstead, but I'm not, like, the biggest fan. I mean, I'm a Jay fan much more than I am a Will girl. And, like, I like Natalie, but, like, I'm not obsessed with Natalie or anything. But they're okay. I really like their, the way they ended um, season two. Like, the way that, you know, April's brother, whose name I'm forgetting, had Noah. his party. Noah. Yeah, duh, that's my own brother's name. I shouldn't have forgotten that. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, like, has this party to celebrate him, you know, becoming a doctor. And Will, you know, pulls her out on the dance floor. And they kind of just end on this nice moment. And especially after everything he went through with Nina and realizing that, like, Natalie's the person he wants to be with. And her going through her stuff with Clark, and who I actually really like them together. But, you know, her going through her relationship with Clark and her kind of figuring out maybe Will's the person she actually wants to be with. So I hope in season three we get more Manstead, but they're not my favorite ship by far. Yeah, they're they're not my favorite either. Um, yeah. I, I liked them in the beginning, but I don't, like, I liked them in the beginning. But, like, going into, like, season two... They kind of, I kind of started shipping Nina and Will together, so it kind of was on the back burner, and I didn't really pay attention to them much. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I shipped Nina and Will more than I did Natalie and Will, and the reason for that though is because in season one, Will acted like a sixth grade boy. Um, his whole methodology in getting Nat's attention was to treat her horribly, and that's just so not okay. Um, you know, Will's a mid-30s educated man, and he's going around being horrible to Natalie because he likes her? Like, what is that? No. Um, 
I just hated that so much. And so when Nina came along and they got together, um, I loved them because she mellowed him out a lot. Um, and he just, yeah, I, I don't want to say that he became tolerable, um, but he became tolerable. Um, sorry, Nick Elfis, if you're out there, we love you. Um, come on the show, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and so he just called him kind of mellow, or she just kind of mellowed him out. But I'm not crazy about Manstead, in all honesty. Um, but, you know, with that said, hopefully there's room for them to grow in season three. I'm not crazy about that Jay and Natalie thing that was happening at the end of last season. Oh, my God. Yes. Can we please talk about that? that was so I hated cool. that so much. I really hated it, especially because Lindstead was never actually broken up. But again, we'll get into that later. But... I hated it, but at the same time, it was always so clear that it was just a ploy for Natalie and Will to eventually, like, realize, hey, we need, like, we actually like each other, and, like, why are we, like, not getting our shit together and being together? Like, to me, it was never actually going to be Natalie and Jay in a relationship, and we were never going to see whatever you would call Natalie and Jay. I don't even, like, they're not... Manstead 2.0. Yeah, Manstead 2.0, whatever. Like, they would never actually be that. It was always just, like, Natalie going to use Jay to try to get back at – to try to, like, make Will jealous or, you know, that kind of way. Like, it was never going to be a relationship to me. But it did still, nonetheless, frustrate the hell out of me. I was so afraid they were going to kiss – Oh, I was so scared. I know. <laughs> oh my god, I might have actually freaked out if that actually happened. I'm so glad I was that so didn't scared. happen. The best moment of Med for me in season two was finally when Jay went up to Will and was like, you need to get your act together. I literally tweeted out in all caps, I was like, not all heroes wear capes. Like, <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. Because I was like, finally, like, Jay's coming to see the light. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be taking my brother's girl. Just awful. Especially so awful. We're not broken up, but that's a whole different episode. That's a whole different thing. We were on a break, <laughs> but uh, we weren't. Oh my god! Yeah, Manstead 2.0. May you never ever happen again. Hashtag never happen again. Yeah. Hashtag never happen again. Um, oh, that was horrible. Um, let's see what other ships do we have. So, um, there's Platt and Mouch, of course. They're so sweet. We love them. Yeah. Brettonio. Yeah. Brettonio, yes. Um, they were yeah. another one I feel like would have benefited a lot better from a slow burn. Like, they happened way... I like them, but they happened way too fast. Yeah, they happened way too fast. And their meet-cute wasn't really meet-cute. It was really, really awkward. It was so awkward. Yes. Yeah, really awkward. Um, but I still but- like them, and they've had some good moments. Like, I really like the moment where she shows up at his door, and, like, she's wearing, like, a trench coat, and, like opens it up and she just has like this lingerie underneath and like is basically like I'm not as good as you think I am and like here have me like that's a good scene but like they just happened way too fast I think they would have way benefited from a slow burn and I really hope they come back and like again kind of like Berzek like have a better foundation for who they are and like we actually get to see more moments and just plain old interactions between them before they like end up as a couple because they just kind of didn't even have any interactions, and all of a sudden they're trying to be a couple. And it's like, hold up. We've never even seen you guys in a room together, let alone talk to one another. Like, calm down. Yeah, and rumor has it, I mean, they are going to give Bretonio another chance, which makes me really happy because I really did like them together. Um, 
the chemistry between John Seda and Cara Kilmer was just so good together. Um, so I'm really excited to see them get a second chance. Um, I mean, I said it on Twitter. I can't think of another ship aside from Berzik that is more deserving of a second chance. I agree. Yeah, so I'm excited about them. Um, yeah, so did we cover all the romantic ships? Is it time to move into the non-romantic relationships? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so um, somebody start us off with a non-romantic ship. Halstead Brothers. Yes, Jay so and good. Will. Yes. Oh, I love them. I love them. They're probably my favorite <laughs> family relationship on this show. And that's not to say I don't love the Dawson siblings, because I do. But it's something about the brother bond is just, it's so, I don't know what it is, but like, it's just so good. The, the Halstead brothers are just so good. I'm such a sucker I want for more a brother scenes bond. With them. What'd you say? Yes. I want more scenes with them. Mm-hmm. And like coming up, because we didn't get much. I mean, we got to meet their dad, but that wasn't. That was not the way we thought it was going to go. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Gina and I, I wrote a whole article more. about it. Clearly, it's not the way we thought it was going to go. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, the I need the PD version of that episode this season. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. um, basically, we got, we got the episode that we've wanted for so long, but we got the Will version. And we want the J version. Right. I want the real meaty version, not the like, oh, let's introduce someone's parent so that we can introduce someone's parent. I want the like real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. And it's it's an interesting dynamic with them because they give us the impression that Jay and Will were really estranged for a while there. Um, So for Will to come back and for Jay to just, you know, not even miss a beat and be like, hey, my brother's back. um, It's a cool dynamic. But, you know. Um, I like the moments when they're together at the end of each other's shows and it's kind of one brother giving the other brother advice or one brother kind of talking sense into the other brother. Um, Those are always good moments. There is an episode in Chicago Med um, after the cancer patient who had the DNR after she passes finally um, and Jay and Will are walking around the bean in Chicago and Jay is just kind of spewing advice. And I love that. Like, I love that they're there for each other, regardless of what's happening in their lives. It's so good. Yeah. It's a really good dynamic. Um, never mind the fact that Nick Gelfus and Jesse Sopper actually look like they could be brothers. That's always a good Yeah. One. Yeah. I love that. Um, and kind of going off of that, I mean, the Dawson siblings, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as like. You get to see Antonio and Gabby, you know, really be there for each other in a lot of these moments. I mean, we did get to meet their parents, and that didn't go over so well. Obviously, we saw that last season. But, I mean, they really have been there for each other in some of their hardest moments. You know, Antonio was there for her when she loses the baby. I mean, you know, she's there for him as he went through his divorce and dealt with, you know, almost losing his son and things like that. I mean, you really get to see them be there for each other. And that's something, like you said, Gina, that with Will and Jay, that, like, I really love about just the way this show does their siblings. It's so good. Right, right. Um, I love the moment after, um, it was in your favorite crossover episode of Fire, when Antonio saves Gabby, and they're just, like, having shots at Molly's, and Antonio still can't quite come to grips with what just happened to Gabby. And, like, she just doesn't even say anything and just grabs his hand and is like, we're good. Um, I love that. I just, I love, I love that. Um, yeah. And with that said, though, the Dawson parents just, that did not go how I imagined it at all. I had a vision of them in my head being this cute, adorable family, and they are anything but. 
Right. I wish we could just redo all the parent stuff. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe Benny, because Benny's, that's like a good parent, like, because it brings tension in the mm-hmm. good way. But like, all the other parents, we can just redo all of that. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benny's a trip, man. Uh, yeah, I just, I wonder if we're ever going to meet Mama Severide. Oh, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd like, be so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got theories. Not theories, but, like, you know, I've got questions about Severide. And... Well, and especially because she was the one that, like, kind of raised him because Benny was out, you know, having another relationship that gave us Katie and having the other relationship that gave him the siblings that Severide supposedly has that, you know, that Benny is with, you know, at the time that we get to meet him. You know, so Severide has other siblings, but his mom is the one that seems like that raised him mostly. So I'd be really curious to see what he gets from her and how that kind of worked as growing up with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be so good. Yeah. And I just, I wonder what happened to her after she found out about Benny cheating. Cause I think that was when he went to live with April and her parents, right? Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. He lived with April. Yeah. So I'm curious about, you know, what happened to Mama Sev? Because especially if she raised him, why is he so bad with women? Like, why does he treat them so badly if his mom raised him? Just a million questions. That should be our next post. We should write about that. Cool. We'll start brainstorming. Yeah. Start brainstorming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. A million questions about Severide. Um, yeah, they're really good. Non-romantic ships, I'm thinking. Um, while we're on the topic of Severide, um, Dawson and Severide is one of my favorite friendships. Um, just yeah, I really it, want you to talk about this. Explain why. Because I have a Severide friendship that I think is so good, but it is not Dawson's. I love the, I love just like the, the their foundation and just the way they're built is that I just see Severide looking at Gabby like, okay, you're my best friend's girl, so I'm going to look out for you. Um, True. And so in the times that they put their heads together and they just really come together on issues, like he always is willing to help her. Um, just like she's always willing to help him. So I, I don't know. I just love that premise there that like, you know, they share Casey as a bond. And so because they both love Casey, they love each other. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. So the one I'm thinking of, I think is the more obvious two are, you know, Severide and Shay and then Severide and Casey. And Mm -hmm. I mean, Severide and Shay, I think is probably maybe my most like favorite friendship, just like. It's definitely in my top five favorite friendships just, like, of all time. Like, not even outside of, like, Chicago. One Chicago. Like, it was just so good. And I really hate the writers for killing off Shay. Because just their relationship was so good. And it showed, I mean, I kind of wish, like, in terms of platonic friendships, like, it kind of sucks that, like, it kind of shows up this thing, like, oh, Shay had to be gay in order for Severide to have this good relationship with someone who's female and not be interested in her romantically. But besides that point, I mean, they were there for each other and they really care. I mean, they might as well have been like brother and sister. I mean, they were so close. And just to see all the different times that, you know, Severide stuck up for Shay and vice versa. And, you know, they leaned on each other for support. I mean, there's so many good moments and I really hated to see her die, but it kind of brought us some really good Severide moments. And when he would watch her tapes again, you know, in the early in season three after she died, like those were some great Severide moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. And then Severide and Casey is just Severide and Casey. I mean. Best bromance. Best bromance ever. 
I know. I love the thing they do when, like, one of them is on the outs and the other one, like, is like, okay, come on, we're going to have cigars outside the firehouse. Like, and they just, like, straighten it out. I love and that. it's weird to think, though, like, I mean, I was, I mean, obviously, I know they didn't start off as great friends because I watched the whole show, but, like, it's weird to think, like, because of how close they are now and how interlinked their lives are now, that, like, starting out the show, they were at each other's throats because of what happened to Darden. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, like, it seems like almost another lifetime ago that that happened. Right, because right. Because now they're so interlinked and they're such best buds. Like, I don't think I could see them getting in another fight. Like, I would hate to see that happen. I hate when they fight. Yeah. Like, I hate it so much. Um, that season when they were at each other's throats when it was truck versus squad, I was like, dude, I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. Stop it. <laughs> like, I hate that. Um, they're such a good bromance together. I love that. Um, yeah, Severide. Severide and Shay, too, is really good. Um, what you were saying about that. I would go so far as to say that Shay is the, the love of his life. I would go so far yeah. to say that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're so good. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thinking. thinking. Some other, other ones I wanted to throw out. Just They're not obviously as prominent, but they're still just as good. Cruise the Notice. Yes. Incredible. And I love, though how kind of in the beginning they even their bromance was meant to kind of be this like comic relief but now it's developed into something so much more just them as characters but them just even as a relationship has developed into so much more and we get to see so much you know more emotional things and meteor things and I mean it's it's great I mean and I'm thinking about even just how like when Herman after Herman I was watching this episode today where after Herman gets stabbed um, by Freddie and Cruz takes it really hard. Otis is the one that's kind of trying to look out for him. And, you know, Severide kind of puts a lot of pressure on Cruz because he thinks it's Cruz's fault. And Otis is like, dude, like, stop messing with Cruz. Like, Cruz is taking this really hard. Like, he, it wasn't Cruz's fault. Like, stop messing with Cruz. And their relationship is just so good. And the other one I think about a lot is Herman and Bowden. That one's just – because, again, it's so different than all the other relationships because, you know, both Bowden and Herman – and even Mouch to some extent, but definitely more Herman and Bowden than anything else. Like, they're obviously the older people in the firehouse, and so they have a lot more wisdom and things like that, and they've been friends for so much longer. But, like, it's just so – their scenes are always so good, and I wish we got more of Herman and Bowden together because they're always just so great. Yeah, they understand each other on a different level than everybody else does. And right, because they that. have so much more wisdom. And, I mean, it's why their relationships with even all the other characters are so good. Because these two are, have been around the block multiple times. Like, they have so many so many thoughts to share, so much advice, so much wisdom. And when they're together, the two of them, it's it's just always so good. Yeah, for sure. They're so good. Um I want to throw in Ruzik and Atwater. Yes. 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 Um, Atwater. Forever one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. Atwater. So underrated. Give him more. Give um, him more. And it's funny. Um, Actually, I was just, um, I tweeted from the account last night. I actually tweeted Marina Squarchotti, who, of course, plays Burgess. Um, and she tweeted us back, actually. And she was saying one of the things she wants this season is for Atwater to have a ship. Um, that is yes. my dream. And we think that's gonna happen, or at least I think that's gonna happen. Fingers crossed. Give Atwater a ship 2017. Hashtag um, that too. Hashtag that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 
yeah. Oh, God. Um, Ruzik and Outwater are so good. They kind of have that Cruz and Otis foundation of being, like, com- comic relief. Um, but they're badass, too. Yeah, every time one of them, like, kicks down a door. Oh, my God. It's so good. And it plays off screen, too. Like, Patty and Leroy have, like, a brother bond, too, off screen. So it plays off screen and on screen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see them working together more this season. Because, um, yeah, the partner situation, I think Burgess is going to be partnered with Antonio. Um, and Halstead will be with Upton, um, which leaves Ruzewater to ride again. So I'm excited about that. So here for it. So here for them. I just kind of want them to have a web series where it's like a buddy cop comedy. I just think that would be so funny. Um, Yeah, they're so good together. Um, Other ones. Let's see. Who are we missing? Lindsay and Burgess, but they're not. (laughs) You know what? I will actually, I'll say it. That felt a little forced. It did. It did, yeah. Yeah, it felt a little forced. They try to push, and I feel like it's almost how, I think Gabby and Brett is the only one you can say that doesn't feel as forced, but I feel like every time, and I don't know what it is, but every time they try to push the, like, female friendships on us, not that they're not great and, you know, I'm all for girl power, but, like, they always just, the way the writers handle it is never as good. I think Gabby and Shay and Gabby and Brett have been the only ones that don't feel as forced. Right. And the thing with Lindsay and Burgess that kind of threw me was that, like, yeah, you want you want girl power and you want them to be friends and you want them to, you know, convey that message. But it's perfectly acceptable for two powerful women to operate in their own orbits. And, right. you know, they're friends. They don't we don't have to see their friendship evidenced by them, you know, going to get coffee or like chilling in the locker room. It's perfectly acceptable for them to be two completely powerful females who just operate in their own orbits. Um and that was something that kind of I, I I wasn't crazy about Lindsay and Burgess. Um, yeah, I just wasn't crazy about it. Um, what are other friendships that are really good? Um, Stella and Severide. Stella and Severide. Yes, so yeah, much. Yeah, that's Stella a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, I want them to get together, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. To get back together, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they were good together. Um, I hated the way they ended with Grant and the Severide, like, nearly killing Grant. And that was just crazy. Um, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. um, I do like Stella's ability to pretty much tell Severide to cut the shit. Um, Yeah. I'm much more of a friend, a fan of their friendship than I ever was them together. Because I'm still a believer that the one person that's going to be right for Severide and actually not die and actually break his cycle of relationship dramas is going to be someone, like, not related to this franchise at all or, like, to this world. I think it's going to be someone they bring in as, like, a new character, kind of like Anna, but she's not going to die. And so I'm still of that hope. But I think Stella is the best thing that's going to happen to him since Shay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about Severana while we're at it. Um, first off, that ship name reminds me of a Disney princess. Um, but I I know, Brenna, you and I had mixed thoughts on Severide and Anna at the beginning. Um, yeah. I did not like it. Um, I can't remember if you did or didn't. Yeah, so I can go into my whole Ke- Kelly Severide relationships rant because I have a lot of feelings. I've written about it. 
I hate the way he's relationships romantic wise, romance wise are written. And I will say this again. I hate the way they are written. Preach to the I choir, think, girl. Preach to right, the choir. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel that Severide, I mean, and Gina and I have had many, many conversations about this, that I feel the way he's written is in circles. So, you know, it's pattern of like, oh, they fall, whoever he's with, you know, they fall for each other. Um, something happens. They can't be together okay, end of, and it's never for that long. And so this pattern doesn't allow for any level of growth whatsoever when it comes to him. And so every time we see Severi take one step forward, he send, he seems to then take two steps back in terms of his personal life. And so I kind of called Anna being another cycle in this. It's not that I hated her. I just saw her as a cycle. And so I knew it was never going to end up where, so I didn't get invested in it because you know, there was no point. There was never going to be any payoff. And it actually, I kind of changed my mind as it went on because even though she was another cycle, I do love the way that she definitely changed Kelly as a person and the way that he's going to kind of view and act with his romantic relationships from here on out. I just really hated the fact that she had to die. Like, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, so it kind of makes me start thinking now, like, is anyone ever going to be the one for Kelly because if they keep writing this circle the way it's going to be if we're going to have another one just every season we're going to be on like season 15 of fire and he's still going to be in the circle and we're never going to see him with like an actual like multiple season let alone, multiple episode actually never not even just multiple seasons like relationship and so is he I I liked Anna because you definitely saw the way she changed him and he had I mean there was some great stuff from Kelly after she died but like I hated the fact that she had to die yeah and yeah it. absolutely um <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I don't think I've ever been so happy to be wrong in my life because I started out really not liking them. I was right. not a separate person her. at all. We hated her. Um, and it came to the point that when she finally did pass away, I mean, I was heartbroken for Kelly. I was like, well, wait a second. Like, she really did have why an did impact. Why did she have to die? Right. Why did she have to die? Like, why couldn't it have just been they went through all this stuff? And if they didn't work out, they didn't work out. That's fine. I'm not saying she had to be the one for him. But why couldn't we have seen him actually be in a relationship for the first time in his life? Like, actually be in a real relationship where there's not fake pregnancies in the way, you know, trying to get married because you're heartbroken about a death and, like, she is too. Like, why can't we have actually seen a real relationship? And right. are we ever going to see one for him? And it, right. like, it's season six. It's time for us to see one. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, all great points. Um, Ashley, what's your take on Severide and Anna? I'm, I agree with everything y'all are saying. I didn't really like them at first either. But then, like, they kind of grew on me, and then she had to die. And I didn't like that. I don't like how they killed her off. I like mean, that. I can't help but wonder if maybe she had to die so that Kelly wouldn't have the chance to screw it up, you know? And maybe that's how he's going to learn and grow is to be like, well, wait, you know, I lost something I had that I really loved and now I want to change for the better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No, it does. It's just like, I still just, I want, I want so bad. I mean, that's like one of the things, you know, when we talk about in a couple of weeks, like things we want to see happen this season, like that is something I, it's like at the top of my list. Like I want Severide to actually have a real relationship. 
and not right. just like start not even just start out with like a hookup like I want to see like a real relationship happen like it did with Anna and not have her die if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but I want to see that happen just progress is all we want to see from Severide. Right, right. Because yeah. otherwise it's going to be this cycle like we've talked about and it's never going to go anywhere. And I'm afraid that one day it's going to affect Taylor Kinney and he's going to be like, yo, I'm getting the same storylines every season. I'm never going anywhere. And so then he's going to up and quit. And I can't do that. Like I can't have someone from Fire who I love so much leave. Because yeah. I will quit watching Fire altogether if Taylor Kinney leaves. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And I'm that's saying a fear that, that right I have now. too. Yeah. If he leaves, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. I don't really want to leave off on that note, though. So somebody come up with something funny. What's another funny ship that we're missing? Um, hmm. Um, I, know. I know. No, it's like awkward pause. Um, but no, I'm with you on the Severide note. Like, I, I worry about that, too. I'm like, surely Taylor at some point has to be like, this is enough. Um because right. if, if we've seen anything from the past six seasons, he is wildly talented, wildly talented. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's they're kind of wasting him almost to have him go in circles like that and play the same storylines over and over. Right. And that's like Jay, like Jesse's character. I was just about to say Jay, that. we need some like him and Kelly. They need something that makes them more storyline wise other than a relationship Mm -hmm. like they are more than just a relationship we need to see that right and absolutely and i'd almost say though for severide it's almost the opposite because he needs a relationship in order to grow because he is play his character is such as like bachelor playboy kind of type that the only way he's going to change and grow is if he is in a relationship where i'd almost say jay is vice versa i do want to see stuff for Jay outside of his relationship because he is so much more than that. And like, we know he's always, he was always going to be like such a good boyfriend and such a good, like one woman guy, whereas Kelly's the opposite. So Kelly needs the relationship in order for us to see him grow. Whereas Jay doesn't, but I really hope we get to see both of those different sides this season. Cause that's kind of what's next for both of these characters who are such cornerstones of this franchise. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other ships. Do you, can you guys, do you think we've covered it all? I think we covered all I the ones so. I wanted to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, so next week we will be discussing the finale of Fire, season five, episode 22, I believe, um, called My Miracle. Oh, that title of that episode gets me every time. Um, yeah, we'll be discussing that episode. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Meet Us at Molly's. You can also find us on Facebook under the same name. Um, you can also email us at Meet Us at Molly's at Gmail if you want to share us long form thoughts. We would love to hear them. We would love that. We really would love that. Um, like we said, we want this to be just a big, giant, fun discussion. Um, yeah, you can find us all individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV. Bryna? Um, I am at Bryna K13, B R Y N A K13. And I'm at Ashnick095. A-S-H-N-I-C-0-9-5. <laughs> so, yeah, um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Send us all your thoughts. We love, love, love to hear them. And thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.